Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Thanks for listening. You know, today we're trying a beer that's got a, a name that's very close to my heart and my childhood. And Vince, I'm sure it's some ways close to your childhood as well. I think it's close to everyone's childhood. And one might say that it's got us in our feelings. Yeah, we're really just feeling emotional. I mean, hello there. <laughs> Angel of my nightmare. <laughs> the shadow in the background of the morgue. <laughs> the unsuspecting victim. I shouldn't have started this. You know way more <laughs> lyrics than I do. Oh, I certainly do. Because today we are drinking the one and only Emo Murmurs. Hey, yo. Whoa, you're probably thinking, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Well, I'm about to tell you. So, this beer comes from Asheville, North Carolina. Shout out to our. Big fan and friend of the pod, RJ Rivard, another one from his shipment. We told you that we were going to cover the South, and we're also now going to cover the most popular genre of the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably the late 2000s to some people. Um, but yes, this is a beer that comes from Dissolver Brewing Company. And Vince, it's a sour, but guess what? It's 8.2%. You don't see that very often. Yeah, no, you really don't. Most sours are pretty pretty light. This one's packed. And from what I understand, the guys over at Dissolver, they do, a, they do things a little differently. Yeah, I, I bet they do. You know, in all caps, they start off on their about page saying, Did we mention we're not a brewery but a beverage company? So they do things other than beer, but they have their roots in beer. And for the most part, they're constantly you know, experimenting and trying all kinds of new different things. The idea is we're dead focused on bringing you equal amounts of old school and new school. That means lagers, IPAs, clear and hazy, wild ales, big old stouty stout, super sessions, chippy boys, and everything in between. I'm not shocked that this is what they've chosen to put out there. 8.2% is a little surprising, but the fact that it's a marshmallow fruited sour kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, you know, this weirdly feels like something a teenager would create because it's just uh, it's just loaded with a lot of stuff. I mean, the fact that it's also an imperial ale is kind of interesting. The, the, it, the can, too... It kind of looks like a ransom note. It does. It totally <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah. Um, it looks like one of those things you just cut out all the, the letters from a magazine. So yeah. so I'll, I'll give a little list of the ingredients here and kind of what they did. Uh, they took their base for fruited sours and they they doubled it. So doubled a lot it. of similar. We've had a lot of like double IPAs. Yeah. It's kind of a similar process. They just doubled up on the process to up the alcohol content. Right. Then they conditioned in a very angry amount of peach, prickly pear, red currant, vanilla, and marshmallow. That's kind of what we're working with here. I mean, you're very casually stating all these things, and you're like, this is all in one can? It's pretty It's It, it, <laughs> it's pretty it sounds crazy. to me like what adults, if you ask an adult what a 13-year-old boy would eat, <laughs> that's what they would describe. <laughs> like, this is what they think we eat. Like, yeah. it's anything. 
I remember being 13, and that's it's not untrue, but it's not that true. And I, I, I think if you were to flip the perspective, it's probably what 13-year-olds think that they get to eat when they become adults. Like, when I'm an adult, I can have dessert for breakfast. I can sleep until 11. And then you find out, oh, actually, I have to go to work and eat salad. Well, you can. You, you can eat dessert for breakfast. You'll just... <laughs> It's not you'll, go you'll well. just be very unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, the way they describe it is, we experience a whole mess of angst, some fingerless gloves, and eyeliner, the feeling of your first pair of Jinko jeans being donated to Goodwill because you only wear skinny jeans now. Okay, Mom? And squishy marshmallow-covered sweet tarts dipped in a sticky peach puree. You might say it's the savior of the broken, the beaten, <laughs> And the damn. Oh my god! If the fact that they they weaved in a My Chemical Romance reference just tells you they know exactly what they're doing uh, in terms of appeasing emo music fans. Uh, I can't wait any longer. I think it's time to try it, Vince. All right. I really don't know what to <laughs> expect. I'll be so, honest, but this is. Uh, because it's so packed, one of the things I like to do right. when I get a can of a heavily fruited sour is flip it oh, upside you, you down. Oh, you flip it upside down. Just to let everything get mixed up a All little right, bit. So in we're there. doing that right now. Yeah. Now we'll go ahead and crack it. Okay, here we go. Oh, hello. Oh, I can hear Gerard Way. Oh, boy. Okay. Yep, I got some on my hands. and You've uh, already sampled it. I haven't sampled it yet. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> oh my god that is oh that's like starting with a slipknot beat that was what happened just now it's like the scream at yeah. the start of a disturbed that was song. like imagine if oh, wow. every if every time you took a sip a waiter just came in your face and went ah! <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna, oh I was gonna say god. i was gonna say you took a sip and the waiter slapped you Oh, oh, it's um. Holy, oh! I've never tasted this ever. It's interesting. I'll, wow. I'll just say that it's interesting, <laughs> and I I find it ironic that it's emo murmurs because this thing screams. This this is not a murmur. This is screamo, baby. This it's, this is. Yeah, I'm just like, you know what I'm thinking of? Do you remember the the Switchfoot song "Meant to Live"? The, we were meant yeah. to live. Oh, the boy, opening, I, I don't have so a, a thing to do. The, mo- the opening riff of that is. And then it's just like kind of just in your face like that. Fumbling your confidence. We were meant to live for so much more than we, we lost, lost ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just quickly rattle off some of the great bands from that era. Uh, Switchfoot, ironically, not one of them. But why not? Why is Switchfoot not included? They're in a that? Christian rock band. Oh, they're not yeah, really that's emo. True. Good point. That's um, fair. So, real quick, My Chemical Romance. You know the self-titled Blink One Eighty Two album, Green Day. Well, you know Hawthorne who else? Heights. You know who else was in his feelings? A guy named Jesus Christ. Oh boy. <laughs> You're just not going to let that one go. Newfound Glory, Taking Back Sunday, who I've been on a huge kick of. I think I've brought them up on this show before. Yeah, you, this is going to be Tom Central. Yeah, I. for those who don't know, I was in a, 
I was in a pop punk band in my uh, middle school and high school days. We what was it called? It was called Some Call It Victory, which which was originally called Unusable Signal. By the way, we changed our name. Some Call It Victory reminds me of like Newfound Glory. It does. You know. Yeah, we. The reason we were originally called Unusable Signal was because where we practiced. We had a TV that every time you turn it on, it just said unusable signal. <laughs> so we thought that that was kind of funny. But then some guy on MySpace reached out to us and claimed that he had trademarked the name. And it sort of uh, inspired us to move on from that name. We also played... Unusable signal trademark, but some call it victory <laughs> is not. It was also a weird name to explain to people because sometimes you hear like, I know, but what do you call it? <laughs> yeah and then we also we had a, a lyric in one of our songs where we said you call it madness i call it victory but we didn't we should have just said some call it victory it was not a declarative band name now that i think about it i always thought that liquid paint would be a phenomenal name for a band <laughs> liquid paint yeah <laughs> we're, we're liquid paint here's wonderwall <laughs> oh my god i just took another sip it's uh, I can taste the peach. Like the peach this is huge. Is, this is one of the craziest things, full stop, I've ever drank in my life. It, it's wild, and I think what it is for me is that marshmallow pillow that the peach is laying on top of. I'm sorry, I, yeah. the marshmallow pillow that the peach is screaming into. <laughs> okay, well, let me just put a a pin on the emo portion of this. How? How can you do that? Because this is perfectly emo. This thing <laughs> demands your attention. It screams your attention. And even though it's it doesn't taste good right now, in 15 years I'll probably have a nostalgic opinion of this of this beer. <laughs> because it's just like it assaults you. It just it, it fucking it fucking grabs you and says I'm not going to live in this town anymore. A theme of pop punk. Or, you know, as, uh, as our good friends from My Chemical Romance once said, thank you for the venom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I could keep going, Vince. You're I mean, going to have to keep going because I, I'll be honest, <laughs> what, what emo means to me is essentially a hot topic. That's pretty much it. Remember that bad did boy? You ne- did you ever have but like... That's goth, isn't it? Well, goth and emo are sort of like intertwined in our mind, but like... The root fundamental basics of emo music is just having an emotional point of view. Which everybody does. Which everybody does. <laughs> like, but it's now been stigmatized to be this specific era of rock where people are blending pop and punk. And it just so happens to be the, the most impressionable era of music that we will ever have because they've done studies that... Most people's favorite music is the stuff that's out when you're in like sixth through eighth grade. And okay. that certainly is true for me. And if you look at the members of my family, demographically speaking, uh, that's pretty much true for them as well. Do you do you consider Green Day emo? I would consider them emo for the purposes of this conversation. But Weezer would also be considered emo. Weezer, I mean, what about like so. a little? What about Gaslight Anthem? <laughs> you know, I'm not too familiar with their discography. Oh, Fall Out Boy. I haven't even mentioned Fall them. Fall Out Boy. Like Am the... I more than you bargained for? Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that is, that's this beer right here, yeah. Fall Out Boy. 
We're going down, down in an earlier round, but sugar, we're going down swinging. I mean, is that what it? Yeah. I, okay, I, I'm notoriously bad at knowing exactly. A the loaded lyrics. god complex, cock it and pull it. I was in sixth grade singing that. Okay, so <laughs> so, so I always thought it was. Uh, we're going down, down. No, no, no. You probably just went. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was like, go down, down, and run up and down. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a great string of like misheard lyric videos for Fall Out Boy because Patrick Stump has such a high falsetto. Also, what a name. Patrick Stump. Patrick Stump. Well, okay, wrong answers only. What does Patrick Stump do for a living? <laughs> um, he works at the DMV. <laughs> he, he owns a stump removal Patrick Stump. Company. Patrick Stump Landscaping. Don't trust your stump removal. To somebody named Jones. Okay. Stump has been in my family for generations. All right, let's do the same thing with Pete Wentz, the bassist of Fall Out Boy. Um, Pete Wentz works Dude, for... Pete Wentz, Pete Wentz is the heir to a pretzel fortune. <laughs> for sure. Pete Wentz uh, is, works at Enterprise Car, but also is working on his acting reel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's like, hey, man, I know a good place to get headshots. Don't worry. Pete Wentz takes his job at Lens Crafters way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I could I could go on this all day, but I, what are the I don't other, even... What are the other names of the bands? Uh, other bands? Or I'm sorry, what are the names of the other band members? Do oh, anybody know? In, uh, oh, well, I know one of them is, his last name's Hurley. I want to say Michael Hurley. And um, I don't know the other guitarist name. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, explain to me how a bassist becomes huge. Because I feel like there are quite a few bassists throughout music history who have become recognizable and notable figures. That Pete aren't singers or that are singers? Well, is Pete Wentz the, a singer? He's not. He's Patrick a backup singer for Fall Out Boy. Right. Well, he became he became a big deal because of Ashley Simpson. He was which is insane her. because Ashley Simpson's not even the biggest deal in her family, right? But she what she and Pete Wentz kind of like linked up for this moment in time where like, hey, we're both part of this popular scene, and that was also could the, Ashley Simpson be considered emo? Absolutely, on a Monday, absolutely. I'm waiting. In a Tuesday, I'm fading. And we haven't even talked about Avril Lavigne, who's oh like the queen of Oh my god, emo. yes. And it all comes full circle, comes back to Nickelback. Yes! Yeah. Finally! I'm tired of... <laughs> Look at this photograph! It's like the bottom of the ninth and I'm never gonna win. Oh god, we were at a party not long ago, singing rock star, pretty loudly. And, and we were not the only ones. <laughs> you know who you are. Peter, come on. <laughs> Everyone knows the <laughs> lyrics. Everyone knows the lyrics. No one wants to admit it. This, we've yeah. talked about this before. Like, how do you become popular enough to be <laughs> widely disliked if no one liked you in the <laughs> no first place? No one liked you in the first place, yeah. And that's what I feel like happened with pop punk. Like, it, what, it went from being cool to being uncool. And now it's, like, kind of cool again in a nostalgic way. It's pretty much the fueling lifeblood of Riot Fest, which I've been to many times. It's just something we're going to be talking about for the rest of our lives. I have no fucking idea how it's going to be out of the glass, but I'm, <laughs> I just can't. I can't I, I get over the like. sip. Oh I want to see what it looks like. Oh, yeah. See, it looks very, very good. 
You know, it's got that nice little reddish hue. It almost looks like a like the inside of a grapefruit. Speaking of which, you've heard Aziz Ansari's story about 50 Cent not knowing what a grapefruit is. Right? Yes, I have. <laughs> Incredible. Yes, Aziz, he does have some good ones. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. If you want to be shocked by a beer, like just visibly and physically shocked, pick up one of these cans, man. If you, like th- this is this is one of the first episodes where right away we've had the comparison because it was just named right. Yeah, <laughs> this lived up to the name 100%. Probably not so much since Goofy Boots so going all the way back. Oh yeah. I will just tell you this. I'm going to have a much different score for this one. I, if I'm being honest, <laughs> this this the score keeps rising for me. It's rising and it's falling. Yeah, I I don't know. I still haven't settled on the score, but it. <laughs> I'm getting a ton of marshmallow now that I've got it out of the glass. It is a full blown assault on your senses. I'll tell you right now, you are not having more than one of these. No. Unless you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or you're just trying to be cool. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you, you still wear eyeliner and you're... We had some guys at our school that wore eyeliner and fishnets. Yeah, I mean, I remember that. That being a huge part. I guess, what are the big signifiers of somebody who listened to emo exclusively? And by that, I mean somebody who, like left the room or made their displeasure known at the sixth grade dance when they played ludicrous. Okay. Um, red fishnets. Red fishnets? Yeah, red. Oh, yeah. We had to have a rotation of red and black. Obviously, black band t-shirts. That's a given. Uh, Dickies, pants, studded belts, and vans. You, basically, you're a skateboarder. Well, no, you take it a step further than that. You have to like because you don't wear, actually skateboard. You're yeah, a poser. You just wear the skateboarding stuff. DC Shuko USA. Yeah. yeah, that was. I mean, we literally had kids that did that, and, I, and now I would say the modern day emo person is someone who still has like the swooping uh, hairstyle that covers one oh eye. Oh my god, And yes. they wear like um, striped sweaters as like their formal attire. But then as soon as the weekend hits, it's like, all right, give me that um, Motion City soundtrack hoodie. Oh, Motion City soundtrack, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a good one. Yeah, I love one. them, by the way. That's a good one. Um, yeah, it's people that don't want to let go of the past. <laughs> it's people that are... You know, really, and I'm also like I'm. I'm making fun of this type of person, but you I do this person. I do often feel this way about like bands that I love from that era, and I played in it, and I love people that are in that scene. It's also just like easy to like see how like back when we were growing up, it was like you were making a statement, like I'm different than other people by doing this. Now you don't have to do it. It's just like more clearly known because... Well, now you're a hipster. Now you're a hipster. There's no such thing as emo anymore. We just, we stopped. At some point, emo got to be too much for us to hear. And so we went, yeah, no, but I'm hip. So I'm a hipster. But you know what's interesting? Now emo is in the rap genre. Like Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was going to go here. Right. I was going to go here. Who introduced that? Juice World for me. Juice World for you? Yeah. Dude, you have to watch this documentary called uh, Everybody's Everything. It's about this guy named Lil Peep. Oh, have I've, you heard yeah, of this? I have no he's, idea. He's the guy who kind of pioneered it. He did. He's no longer with us. Oh, no, he is not. It all it became right. 
It's it's hard to be. So yeah, that and that's my point about like punk music has gotten the rap of like oh that was so emo, but like it just transfers genres. Machine Gun Kelly's doing it now. I fucking hate him. I know you hate hate him. him. I know you hate him. Honestly, I don't really have an issue with him except for the fact that I don't think he's a good actor. Doesn't matter. I think he sucks at everything, <laughs> other than acquiring girlfriends. He's really good at that. I, I laughed. I laughed so hard. I think somebody somebody out there said, "Imagine getting dissed so bad on a track that you switch genres completely." <laughs> yeah, but dude, he's come out of that. Like he he got buried by Eminem and he and, came back from the he, dead. And he doesn't even rap anymore. <laughs> he's he like, just I'll, gave it up. He's like, "Yeah, yeah. okay, I'm done." I don't need to do that. <laughs> hey, what's something no one's doing? Oh, punk music. All right, I'll give that a shot. Yeah, I, I don't know. You it's... don't. You don't have my seal of approval, machine, Mister Gun Kelly. <laughs> Mister Gun Kelly. <laughs> Mister Mister Gun. Mister Gun Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I hope this episode is still you know thriving uh, eons from now, but. I just want to put put this out there now. My chemical romance is gonna be at Riot Fest next summer. So get yeah. your shit together. I didn't even I I thought Riot Fest was in like the fall for some reason. It is in the fall, but it's for me it's the last weekend of summer in Chicago. Got it. But Got it. Vince, the time has come. We we gotta give this a score and I'm a gonna final throw it comparison, to you. maybe? <laughs> do, do we <laughs> do we just go ahead and say it rather than do the final comparison, give one more emo icon and what their real job is, yeah, wrong yeah. answers only. Okay, um, <laughs> let's go with Billy Joe Armstrong. I thought you were going to go yeah. Billy Joe Armstrong. Dude, he's just, he's a dairy farmer who's just having a rough go of it. Billy Joe Armstrong owns a chain of very successful Chevy dealerships <laughs> in Arkansas. Billy Joe Armstrong, yes, son. And his son, Billy Joe Jr., is a prospect. He's considering Arkansas and Ole Miss. Billy Billy Joe Armstrong does sound like the name of a booster who cares way too much about yeah, high school yeah. football. And he's probably the guy who's screaming, Yost! Oh. Yost! In he's, Remember the Titans. He's taking Allen out. It's like it's the most shaky thing. Right. And it's funny because the, re, the real Billy Joe Armstrong could not be farther from that stereotype. Dude, the the real the real Billy Joe Armstrong does not have quad muscles anymore because his jeans have been so tight for the last fifty years. Oh god! As for a rating, I gotta give this a two point seven five, and it's it's a it's not a reflection on how well the beer's done because I think it's it's flawless from what they were going for, man. I just can't do marshmallow in my beer. I'm giving this a one out of five. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first one we've ever given. I simultaneously never want to have this again and can't wait to have it again. It is memorably not for me. Like it's just it's just not. But to its credit, it it really just seizes control of your mind. If you're if you're listening and you are part of the Dissolver family, I'd like to make it known that Tom is not a sour fan yes. at all. And so this was this was tough sledding. Yes, and anyways. again, I, I no disrespect <laughs> to the people there. This is just for me. It was arresting in a way that I will never forget. <laughs> but truly, like 
<laughs> you should also, you should feel good. I will <laughs> never ever forget what happened when we when we sipped this ever. Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, you laugh for like five minutes because you're like, this is unbelievable. It slaps right. you in the face. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. It's an insane combination. That you right. know what? It shouldn't work together. It does. Again, there's not my right. favorite flavors. What's the worst thing I could say? Shouldn't matter if I stay so long and good night. So long and good night. Clearly, you don't know Helena from. I, honestly, you, you like you couldn't have picked a more popular one. Like, I hope you have the time of your life. Semi-sonic closing time. Come on. All right. All right. All right. With that, I think it's time to wrap it up. Yes. Um, thank you for those who don't give a shit about email. For those who do, you're welcome. Um, this has been Friday Night Beers. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show across all of the audio and Instagram platforms. Vince, I don't know what else to say. Until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. <laughs> Dude, this is We're done. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs>